Cinebuds receives support from Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hi, everybody. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. From Radio Milwaukee, I'm Dory Zori. And this is Cinebuds. This is a big week for movies. And on Cinebuds, we're talking about Oscar nominations. Yeah, they just came out, whatever that date was. Yeah, this week. (laughs) It came out this week. That's this week. And uh, there's a lot of chatter I was excited to hear online. And uh, a lot of stuff I'm happy about. A lot of stuff I'm mad about, as per usual. Per <laughs> usual, the 96th annual Oscar nominations did not disappoint for the most part for me. I'm glad that um, you know Oppenheimer took the lead with the most nominations, right. but Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Barbie are all in there as top contenders. So That's we'll right. go into more details about those in the full podcast. Yeah. What's the thing that you're most excited about? Well, I like the littler movies, so I love that um, uh, the Holdovers got their portion of award nominations, and I think they're—I think two of the acting awards they're really front runners for. So I'm really excited about that. Me too. I feel like the Holdovers is like our little sweet baby for <laughs> yeah, some reason. Like we—we right. we both loved it. We both saw it like pretty close to as soon as it was available, and now like. It's the movie I've recommended the most. To yeah, people. me too. Me too. And I'm also excited, and I'll talk more about this in the podcast, that there are comedic performances being recognized, mm-hmm. which is a big uh, bugaboo for me, <laughs> if I'm using that correctly, uh, <laughs> because they don't recognize comedy as well, and I genuinely believe it to be harder. So I, I'm, I'm liking that. I am very curious to learn more about what you learned on how the awards are actually um, nominated, what the process is. So we'll go into yeah. a little bit of that in the podcast, too. I found out some interesting things that's new this year for the Academy Awards. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about how we feel about awards. I never shut up about it. So you probably know if you've listened to anything ever. But uh, yeah, how do you feel about the awards in general? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the show? We're going to dig into all of it. And don't forget, there's also actors and movies that were snubs. So if you want to see or hear what we were uh, disappointed that got snubbed. That's the most fun to talk about is the snubs. So stick around, everyone. We're going to be right back. We won't snub you. (laughs) No. Hey, Wisconsin foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer, Ann Christensen, and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with a local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. Let's begin by chatting about, if this is okay, about the actual announcements. Yeah. Um, It was a really big day for the two people, the two young actors that announced the awards. Um, Zazie Beetz, who I am most familiar with her work in Atlanta. And Jack Quaid, who I loved his work in The Boys. He is Randy Quaid and... um, Meg Ryan's. Meg Ryan's son. son. Yeah, he's really good. He's very funny. He's on a lot of guests on a lot of podcasts I like. He's really fun. Do you think this has got to be a pretty big 
honor for whichever actors get asked to um, give these awards yeah, or nominations wonder, out there. I always wonder how they choose them. Yeah. Because it's never like a list, like it's not going to be Brad Pitt up there doing Mm-mm. it, but it's like a cool, interesting actor coming out. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Are they still like at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. Yeah, or something? Yeah, because it's West Coast time. And I didn't get to watch them live because I was on the air, but I went back and watched a little bit of the video. They're doing it in front of a live audience yeah. of beautiful people. <laughs> Where are these people sitting in the audience? Yeah. Do you have any idea? No, I think they just go onto the street and say, would you like to come in? You're very pretty because we're in L.A. And so come on in. That's right. You throw a stone and hit You'll somebody. You'll be great on camera. Please enter. <laughs> All right, so the nominations happened. Um, when are the Oscars this so year? So the Oscars will be on March 10th, um, and I don't remember what what channel is airing them this year. ABC. ABC. And uh, we, Jimmy Kimmel is mm-hmm. uh, hosting for the fourth time, I believe. Ooh. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. No. It's one of those rare occasions where he, he's probably f- the fourth time because no one has gone, <laughs> been up in arms like, get him out of there. Who's been your favorite Oscars host over the years? Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Hands down. Were hands down my mm-hmm. favorite. They were so great. Um, you know, I remember as a kid, all the Billy Crystals and they were fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I revisited them now, it'd feel a little corny, Yeah, but that's fine. It was corny. It was really fun. And he was a good showman. Um, but yeah, oh man, Faye and Polar all the time. You can't, I want them to read me bedtime stories. Um, yeah, they could host whatever they wanted Steve, in my life. Did Steve Martin do it? I feel like Steve Martin did it once and I really was happy about that. Or he... Was paired with somebody, maybe. I'll have to go <laughs> and then look he's him like, back. forget this. I, it's awful. Yeah, that can't be a regular gig for him. How do you feel about these awards? Um, awards in general, I'm torn because who am I? <laughs> it's just an opinion, yeah. right? I mean, there's clearly people that do good work and deserve recognition. It's just hard because you can't give awards to everyone. Maybe that's just me. I want to give awards to a lot of people. Sure. Um, but I guess, you know, they're 96th annual. They're not going away. So no, they're going to be here. The, I want to always give a shout out to the Film Independent, the Independent Spirit Awards and the Gotham Awards. Those are two awards shows that are hard to find because you have to have a cable like you have to have the IFC channel or wherever Gotham is shown however they seem to be showing or um, highlighting films that you're not going to all you're obviously Oppenheimer is going to just be all over the place right but it's smaller movies sometimes it's bigger movies too I mean it genuinely feels like they're choosing them based on how the quality of this group feels about them and I always think there's it's more interesting choices. I think so too because that's where you actually learn about some stuff that might have passed your radar where I don't think that there's hardly anything nominated in all these categories that I haven't at least heard of existing. So, And it's nothing against the movies. It's not the movie's Mm -mm. fault. Uh, There's, I feel like there's a little bit more challenging or interesting movies in those smaller award shows. A lot of overlap with the Oscars. Um, But the Oscars, I mean, are definitely based on money. Mm -hmm. It's like there are campaigns that people spend millions of dollars campaigning billboards, for billboards, yeah, full billboards, pages in Variety magazines, whole campaigns mm-hmm. trying to get their films preferred. There are um, 
There are almost 11,000 people that vote on the Best Picture Awards. But the one thing I learned that I didn't realize is the other categories, people are voting for peers. So directors vote for directors. The, you know, uh, set designers vote for best set design. So that's kind of cool. It is interesting because it's like all the actors, that's the biggest category they have. They have all these like subdivisions within the, the Academy. And so the actors is the biggest category and they're. Um, like 13 or 1400 or 1800, something like that. So, yeah, they vote for them. I don't, so I, that does make sense. And it also kind of explains a lot of the technical awards because the technical awards, like, they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they're more impressed by the production value. So, and I feel like industry people too. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who does a lot of editing and stuff in LA. And the stuff that he's drawn to, he goes, I just want to see how they did this. Like, he's impressed by the sets. He's impressed by the production value. And I'm like, and I'm not saying he's not impressed by the story and the heart of it and the acting. But I also wonder if you're like a little bit biased or maybe voting in a particular direction because you are inside. Oh, I think so. Yeah. And really, the those kind of technical awards compared to the creative awards, I feel like it's almost two sides of your brain that you use. Like, the creative stuff is sometimes a little bit more open to interpretation. Like, so many people loved the Barbie movie, and then so many people didn't get it and hated it. Right. So, But with technical awards, sound design, set design, that's more of like a... Inside baseball. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. inside baseball. For sure. I guess a record-breaking 93 countries voted. um, People from 93 countries voted this time around. So that's kind of cool. That is good. Yeah. I think now that you saw like like, uh, with um, Parasite and Drive My Car, like these, these, a lot of international films are getting into the Oscars, not just through the international feature. Mm -hmm. So, and then they, because they were nominated are going to be in the Academy the following year. Uh, So, you know, broadens it a little bit, which is nice. Speaking of broadening things, there were some new rules put in place uh, that um, this is the first time where films must for that were nominated for best picture in just this category only had to meet two of four representation and inclusion standards to be eligible for that top honor. And those are at least one um, lead or supporting actor must be from an underrepresented um, racial or ethnic group. And then like 30 percent of the ensemble also had to be um, from those groups or women or LGBTQ plus or people with um, disabilities. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that they did that. Yeah. And then uh, also one of the two of the four categories um, were what were the other ones? Oh, um, the um, themes had to be based on or the people in creative leadership and technical too. like there's standards now. So you can't just have an all male white cast and crew and then be nominated for an award, no matter how great your movie is. So dude, where's my car? We'll never see the acclaim that it, could deserve just in our hearts we'll make we'll make our own tra- i did like that. i remember liking that movie when <laughs> it came out I'll be, to be fair i've never seen that movie <laughs> i just uh well that's really interesting that's as part of their effort after the 2016 debacle where people finally said hey let's yeah just this boys this old white boys club is not 
really doing it for us anymore. Right. But that's just for best picture. Everything else is still a free for all. But I I think that when you look at the films that are in the best picture category nomination, it really does reflect that in a lot of ways. You know, it's interesting. And this might lead into the snubs if it's not too early. No, we can go wherever you want. It's interesting because one of the frustrating things, and I know this was all done for money, as most of these award shows are, uh, they changed the amount, the number of Best Picture nominees to like 10. Yeah, there's so I don't many. remember if it was like 10 years ago, eight years ago. And it used to be the same number that the acting categories had, the directing categories, which made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Because now you have 10 nominated best films, but only five of those directors are going to be nominated. So there were three women who had films nominated for best film, but only one of them was nominated for best director. And I believe it was for Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, the director that, of Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, you mean a Cinnabon movie? Uh, but yeah, well, I believe we have uh, one of our uh, many episodes. Well, that <laughs> is really rough because, yeah. um, I mean, if the Barbie movie taught us anything, yeah, I know it was that this is real life stuff. Yeah, that happens. it was everyone. I love the thing going around now that this is the most representative of the movie <laughs> is the, how they how they did the nominees. So Greta Gerwig not nominated as best director for Barbie. Now I here's the thing. I just don't know how you can deny it. Mm-hmm. Barbie was whether you liked it or not, it was a phenomenon. And like I know plenty of people who weren't super into it, but I think it's very obvious a substantially a larger portion of the population was into it. And to pull that off, not just the sensation of it, but the complication of the themes with the humor mm-hmm. and the style. And you're also uh, you're trying to make a, a giant toy conglomerate happy and also make fun of them at the same time and do it smartly. It's just ridiculous that she wasn't nominated for that. I'm delighted she's nominated for best uh, screenplay mm-hmm. because it that was an impressive feat as well. But it's just it's just so weird. I wonder how close she came to yeah. getting that push. But also, yeah, I mean, par for the course and sign of the times, really. Yeah. All right. So do you? Um, there were. A decent amount of Cinebuds films that I yeah, saw there in there. That made me so happy of the yeah, work that we do excited. on this podcast. Yeah, Anatomy of a Fall we mentioned. Uh, we've talked about, well, we obviously talked about Barbie. Mm-hmm. Talked about The Holdovers. And The Last Repair Shop. The Last Repair Shop. That was nice to see that little cute cutie in like there. I was like waiting for it. I knew it was going to happen, but we did the really cool episode where we got to speak with uh, Ben Proudfoot about his short film about the repair shop in LA with all the kids instruments and I was like oh after watching it I'm like this is Oscar fair like there's no way so very huge congratulations to Ben and Chris for their movie being nominated I mean I'm guessing the Cinebuds podcast promotion of it really helped push it over the edge I think it was the whole campaign was just our (laughs) They didn't spend a dime. They just like, what did <laughs> They just shared say? our podcast with yeah, everybody? I think so. I love that. Um, in the animated film series, our Spider-Verse uh, movie <laughs> made right. it in there. So that was cool, And too. Boy and the Heron. We did, did we talk about that, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. That was one of those ones where I, I saw the wrong movie or forgot oh, that's to see right. it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in here. 
Um, I'm very happy about the holdovers. I'm very happy about poor things. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, people never give comedy uh, any any action in these awards. They don't take comedy seriously. Exactly, exactly. And it's, I mean, serious actors and comedic actors all say the same thing. Comedy is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a phrase. (laughs) Comedy is hard. And you get, you always see great comedians end up being great dramatic actors. It is rare that you go to other way. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So that's the only reason I'm not upset about um, uh, Ryan Gosling getting the nomination, even though, ironically, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Margot Robbie was not nominated. America Ferreira was, which is good. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie is a weird snub. It's another really that weird is snub. A weird snub. Greta Gerwig, weird snub. Uh, but I'm not sad. Despite that, I'm not sad that Ryan Gosling did get nominated uh, because he turned in one of my favorite comedic performances of the last couple of years. He's very funny, a little complicated, mm-hmm. um, and he had some he had some really good stuff. And I love when comedy is recognized. And I do appreciate that he instantly took to social media and yeah. gave his opinion about it, which just makes me kind of love him even more. Right. What a good head on his shoulders. And then you also, I just want to also mention Poor Things, which is a great comedy. Had, you know, Emma Stone had obviously a lot more complicated of a performance than just comedy. But it is a very funny and comedic role, and I'm glad she's nominated for that. And Mark Ruffalo, same movie. And I, when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is the funniest he's ever been, and I don't think of him as a funny person. Yeah. Really good. Very happy about all the comedy representation in here. I think of him as the Hulk. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> I have not seen Poor Things yet. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I um, was excited to see Killers of the Flower Moon on there so much. Yeah. That was wonderful. And most nominated living movie director is now Martin Scorsese. That's right. That's right. And the oldest, I think, nominee for uh, at 81. I think he's the possibly the oldest. I'm pretty sure I read that he was the oldest uh, director nominee ever. I guess this is a sign that I'm getting older. 81 doesn't seem old. That doesn't seem like an impressive or. <laughs> As we get closer to it, we're like, that's eh, not that bad. Uh-huh. And Lily Gladstone, mm-hmm. who I adore in everything. And I haven't even seen Killers of Flower Moon yet. Oh, it's wonderful. And I, I'm certain mm-hmm. of it, but I love her so much. And uh, she's the first Native American to be nominated for an acting yeah. award. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah, Leo got impressive. snubbed, though. But he's used to getting snubbed. Right. He had a real long history of getting snubbed. They gave him one award, and they're like, now we're back to snubbing you again. It's kind of like on the Jimmy Kimmel show when they're like, sorry, we got to bump Matt Damon oh, from yeah, the exactly. show. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same. Uh, what other what other things about the nominations kind of like spoke to you? Um, Those were the main ones. I will say... I love the um, the international. I always fascinated. I think I'm going to know all of them. I like to think, oh, I know all the international. And there's like two. Two out uh, of yeah, five, seven. <laughs> two out of the five. Uh, obviously, we did um, uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard of Society of the Snow, and I think that just came out. But the other three, I have no knowledge of. So. Interesting. And not that I would. I mean, they're not marketed over here, but I thought, you know, I like to think I'm on the inside and I would know. I wonder how and these. And I get shot down pretty every year. <laughs> you. So how do these 11,000 people that vote, like, pick these, I wonder? I wonder how many people. Are you. 
this is what I'd like to know for anyone listening that is a part of the Academy that voted. Um, do you have to vote in every category if yeah, you're part of it? Too. Can you leave something blank if you don't? Or are you just like voting because like, oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah. But they do get the opportunity to view them all. They get links probably now or they may actually get discs still. I don't know if they're because they're security. Things oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they used to get just discs and discs. Um, but obviously they don't have to watch them to vote, <laughs> which is another fun aspect of it. I know. That's why I think awards sometimes in general are um, just kind of arbitrary because I don't really think that if I haven't watched all the films, how am I supposed to vote? Yeah, I know. It's rough. I mean, granted, if it were me, if I'm being really honest, Mm -hmm. it were me. And if I hadn't seen the movie, I'd be like, but I love Jeffrey Wright in general. Mm -hmm. I love Jeffrey Wright so much. I might just vote for him. You could probably be a card carrying member then. (laughs) Sounds about right. Best costume design. Can that go to Barbie, please? I know. Set design. I mean, I feel like they're going to pick up a lot of those. And I really, I do think Ryan Gosling has a pretty high chance. I also think they're going to win the writing award. Ooh, good. It's another one of those things where it's like, oh, we're not going to give them directing, but we'll we'll make up for it, which is not making up for it, with the writing It's award. a very prestigious award still, but it does kind yes. of feel like you're, it's a consolation prize right. in a way. Which it should be more respected because that's how the whole thing starts. I mean, if we haven't learned how important writers are after these la- this last year of strikes, I know. come on. I mean, the writing award's very, very important. Do you want to do a little fun game? Yes, I just please. made up and it's not so much a game as just us <laughs> screaming things. Does it have to do with movies? <laughs> it does. Okay, good. I'm going to go through the top six categories real fast. Mm-hmm. And you just tell me who you want to win. Who I want to win. Yeah. Okay. We can do want and think we're going to win. No, I, I don't know. I don't, I'd rather say want and this is just going to okay. be based on my gut reaction. Yes. And because full, full disclosure, as we said, we haven't watched all of these films. We've no. watched several. But uh, actor in a leading role. Okay. Who do you want to win? Oh, I thought you were going to give me the actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I don't have not. the nope, list pulled up. We're absolutely going to okay. do that. Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Cillian Murphy, Jeffrey Wright. Oh, I want Paul Giamatti to win. I do, too. And I will say that I have a very almost tied with the fact that I do love Jeffrey Wright so much, and I would love for him to win, too. But, yeah, out of those... The two. I don't want. Can I say I don't want Bradley Cooper to win? Yeah, I think Bradley Cooper's <laughs> even okay with that. Good, good, good. <laughs> All right, actor in a supporting role. You have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, Mark Ruffalo. Oh my gosh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, you want my? Mm-hmm. I would go Gosling or Ruffalo, but again, I just am excited that both of those are really funny comedic performances. Okay, actress in a leading role, Annette Benning, Lily Gladstone. Can I just stop right there? Yep. Lily done, Gladstone. Done. Yeah, we're all mm-hmm. agree, we're all in agreement. <laughs> Emma Stone, fantastic, but Lily Gladstone. Actress in a supporting role, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks for the color purple, who I do love Danielle Brooks. Uh America Ferreira, Jodie Foster, Dave Vine, Joy Randolph. Um, for the holdovers. Oh, I want um um uh, wait, oh my gosh. Can we do it again? This, yeah. Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks, America Ferreira, Jodie Foster, Dave Joy Randall. Danielle Brooks. Oh yeah, did you see Glow of Purple? No, but I, <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep watching all the previews <laughs> yeah. and I, ca- I can't even get over like 
how they're redoing this movie. I'm so excited to watch it. I understand that response because there are so many people who are like, you know what? I haven't seen it, but I'm sure you're great. Mm -hmm. I one day I joined Randolph from the holdovers just because I thought even when I was watching it, I was like, she needs to win. Oh, you know what? Yeah. No. Yeah. I actually saw that one and she was one of my favorite things about that movie. It's hard. It's very difficult. I understand. All right, now let me find uh, the features. Why you think it would be at the top? Well, let's do directors first. Okay. You've got Justine Triet from Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. I want whoever's never won an award before to win. Oh, that could be three of them <laughs> i'm gonna say uh well i mean i like i saw poor things and i loved it i also loved anatomy of a fall but poor things i think mm. i just have a i'm gonna go poor things okay um out of those options which are fewer than should be and then film best picture there's a lot of them American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest. I want Barbie to win. Yeah. I am going to say Barbie or The Holdovers would make me happy. I don't think either. I think it's. I think Oppenheimer is just mm-hmm. going to sweep a lot of stuff. Sweepy, sweepy. It's going to do one of those classic sweeps. That is, that kind of. I mean, we could talk more and more and more, but I think that what I'd like to do to our listeners is maybe make a fun commitment that on Sunday, March 10th, if you guys follow our Instagram page, we will live tweet our, or not a live tweet on Instagram. We'll live gram. Um, some fun stuff. And yeah. if you want to follow along with us, it's like we'll be watching it together. It won't be. Let's do something fun around that. Yeah. I, you know what? I might take pictures of the TV. <laughs> Anything goes. <laughs> and, just, and then just put in our stories. And if you want to tag us, we'll share your comments too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be really fun on that night because I'll be watching. Me too. Now, I have a question for you. What's that? What else have you been watching? <gasps> oh, well, the new season of True Detectives. Oh, yeah. Came out, and I think it's on episode two or three. It's Jodie Foster's return to television. It's oh, been like three or four right. decades since she's been on TV. Yeah. I've loved that whole series, and uh, it is set up in Alaska, and it is creepy A. F. Oh, I think yeah. that's okay to say on this podcast. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I don't know where it's going. There's some tiebacks, I think, to the first season that seem familiar, but I might rewatch the first season simultaneously, but I am into it. Are they, can, I have only seen the first season and who was that? Um, I, th- that wasn't that Woody, it was yes. the Woody Harrelson. I believe um, so. Woody Harrelson, Matt, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I believe that was the first one, the only In one Louisiana. I saw. Louisiana. Yes. Yeah. And I haven't seen it since. Are they? How are they connected? They aren't. They aren't. They're no. just they're two. It's just different detectives on a different crime. Different every, detectives, but I think that they in season four are starting to tie something back to um, the bad guys and the bigger, the bigger. Th- I don't want to ruin anything yeah. that I think so far. But yeah, I think it might be tied back. There might be some Easter eggs in there for the oh, first season. Oh, that's interesting. But you should go back and through I it. I should because it's always a really impressive like group of people that get to do them so mm-hmm. i should check that out what have you been watching well i do want to share a funny movie that i watched the other day with my wife 
called 1990 colon the Bronx Warriors. <laughs> and it's called 1990 because it made in 1982. Of course. And so the 1990 it was, was the future. Oh my God. It is a, <laughs> it's not like it's, it, whatever an Italian, it's Italian made, though there are some um, American actors, Fred Williamson's in it. If you know who that is, no. Um, who is Fred Williamson? He has been in um, thing. He was in like From Dust Till Dawn. His a lot of exploitation movies from like the seventies. Oh 70s. yeah, what a Black fantastic mustache! Yeah, yeah. He's got one of the best mustaches of all time. But it's mostly just these like kind of unknown Italian actors doing what is very clearly kind of a ripoff on the Warriors. So oh, this yeah. is 1990, the Bronx Warriors. It's supposed to be Bronx. It's clearly made in Italy. <laughs> Wait, are they like speaking with Italian slash Bronx accent? It's all dubbed. Oh, nice. And the main guy, whose name is Mark Gregory, his character's name is Trash. <laughs> <laughs> he has the weirdest walk I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like motorcycle gang, leather vest, again, just like the Warriors. Sure. There's a bunch of different gangs that all have their own theme. Even one on roller skates. Mm. And then there's even a point where they try to blame uh, Trash. Uh, he, they try to frame him for a murder of the big main gang. It's all a huge ripoff of the Warriors. And it's absolutely terrible, but in a wonderful way. And I really, I'm concerned for Mark Gregory. Because uh, I, I think he has scoliosis. <gasps> He's supposed to be this tough and he's very pretty. He's a very pretty man. But he, when I, I just kept laughing when he's walking, he had a real odd gait to him. Mm. And it just made me laugh. Uh, I, that I wasn't an acting it. choice? I don't. I can't imagine. Oh, but if you know, it was, it was a strange one. I would love a chance to walk straight up and down. <laughs> so I'm not asking for scoliosis. but No, he's a young man. Uh, I don't know that any age thing has set in. It's just a very odd gate to him. Anyway. I can't wait to watch it. Really enjoyed it in a that's a terrible movie kind of way. How did you discover it? Oh, my wife loves to, she's not very patient when trying to pick movies, mm-hmm. so she'll just choose one that's on the screen. <laughs> Please. And she goes, just watch this one. Let's just watch this one. Whereas my husband will go through Yeah. And I get it. I just don't have patience, so I get I get where she's coming from. Yeah. I know. But then what a fun gem. Otherwise you spend your whole evening just choosing one that maybe you'll watch tomorrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for this week's CineBuds. We will see you at the Oscars, everybody. But we'd like to thank some people that we couldn't do this without. No doubt. First off, our producer, Kim Shine, you are a light in our life. Absolutely. And we could not do this without the wonderful intro music done by Nooski. Nooski. And, you know, as nonprofits go, we can't do anything without the support of our members. So you guys are executive producing this podcast, thanks to yeah. members of both Ray. Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Absolutely. And thanks to our sponsor, Associated Bank. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.